Yeah, I think especially I know that you said you're moving to Asheville. I felt really drawn to the mountains as well. And I think a lot of us are being called to deeper connection with nature. And we learn so much about ourselves and our nervous systems right now really need that. We need to be in nature. Our nervous systems are so overstimulated from social media and from technology and from just the busyness of life. And like, we need that space to tune in, to breathe fresh air, to be with the trees, to feel like the earth beneath our feet, to lay on the earth. Like that is some deep feminine wisdom that's coming back. And that that is going to help us to realign our energy and our nervous systems so that we have capacity for all the things that, that we need to do. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart centered guest experts will be sharing through a multi dimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Welcome back, soul fam. Last week I was in Colorado and I am currently in California and I'm loving like staying with all my favorite humans and bringing my recording studio on the road (laughs) in my various friends' closets around the globe. It's kind of hilarious. So Oh my gosh, last week when I was coming, when I came at you, I was still in like a deep state of just requiring replenishment, selling my house, just being nonstop and and pretty much flying straight out after. And now I feel so replenished, so nourished. Um, I've had a lot of downtime since I got to California, like the the festivities that I've come here for don't start until the weekend. And I've loved like just following the flow of life and letting life d- just direct me and guide me. And I've ended up in such amazing places and met some amazing humans along the way. And it's funny, I went to visit a friend when I just came in town, I flew into LA and it's with traffic, it said it was going to be like 90 minutes to go uh, meet my friend Amy and Kyle and Sammy were there. And my friend Amy was like, Oh my gosh, 90 minutes, that's kind of far. You don't like don't feel pressure. And I just was like, this is what I want to do. And I want to go see you and I'm feeling excited about it. And I took the whole coastline up. So I got to go all the way up to Santa Monica and she was staying north of Topanga and I got to drive all throughout Topanga and it literally took my breath away. 
I'm actually going back to Topanga today to explore a bit more because I just drove through it and now I want to get out and there's some amazing hikes and amazing views and amazing little shops and restaurants and cafes and I'm I'm soloing it today. I've got my friend Jeremy, my friend Jerm from college who lives in SoCal. I'm about to see so many of my sisters. I'm here for the Fluorescent Sisterhood Retreat with Blue and Reggie and there's all these women. I've been in this program, my first program really in a while. I have been, um, I hadn't signed up for anything in a while. I was very much in an introspective space and this was the first thing that I signed up for and Zach Bush and Mateus De Stefano and Richard Rudd were a part of the program as well and I've just met some amazing women from all over the globe. So I get to finally meet many of them in the flesh this weekend and also a couple of my other sisters are hosting another retreat in San Diego that just happened to be this weekend and I'm going to be driving down there as well and just spending some time with them for a bit. Um, My friend Miranda lives down there, Nikki, there's just, there's, I have a lot of friends in this neck of the woods (laughs) Um, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling nourished from having a lot of alone time and then also just reconnecting with some of my favorite people and also some new new humans that I've met through this program and also just meeting really cool people at the places that I end up stopping at and having wonderful conversations and oh my gosh I'm feeling I'm finally feeling a bit settled from the movement the literal movement of the move and um yeah I'm I am I don't want to say I'm feeling homesick, but I'm like, I miss my honey. I miss my pup. I'm loving being here, but I don't know. There's this part of me that's like ready to get back with my, with my little family of three and, and finally make our trek up to North Carolina. There's been so many synchronicities. Honestly, I was just telling my friend Pat this week, like, the synchronicities that have been happening that happened in Colorado that I mean that's happened on the plane like people that I've met and conversations and it's almost I like there's so much that I I can't even get into all of it right now and this is like I'm just living in the magic and I'm listening and I'm deeply listening and you know I do have a lot of people that live in this area um and there's and like there's some people that I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not supposed to see them and trusting in that, like really only saying yes when something feels nourishing. For example, I really wanted to connect with my friend Amy and I had just flown in and I was like, she, so she was saying she was giving me the out and I was like, no, I want to do this and just changing my relationship with traffic. Right. And like, I just didn't even have a music on or a podcast on. I literally had the windows down. I had nothing playing and I wasn't in a rush. Like I wasn't frustrated with all the cars on the road. I mean, it was literally rush hour when I flew in by the time I got my rental car. That's another thing. I got totally like free upgrades to my rental car. When I was in Colorado, I got a badass Jeep Wrangler and I have a Dodge Charger right now, which I'm having so much fun like whipping through town (laughs) Dodge Charger. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, everything is just, and of course they're calling it a luxury vehicle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm calling in like the prosperity codes right now and I'm giving money away and I'm receiving money and, um, things are just fun. Things are just so, so, so fun. 
Um, so yeah, I had a beautiful time. I stayed with my, I stayed with my friend Kate when I was out in Denver. And again, I was driving to and from Boulder, which was like an hour each way. And the drive was beautiful. I don't know. I just feel like, um, my relationship with space and time is shifting and I'm working while I'm here and only working on the necessities and the things that bring me joy and bring me to life. And I'm, I'm noticing like, oh yeah, these were things that I was doing in my business that don't really bring me joy anymore. Like, do I want to keep doing them? Where can I outsource them? And so these pauses, whether they're micro pauses or whether you totally shift your environment on a vacation or moving, it helps us get in the liminal space. It helps us, right? It helps us to take stock and inventory of like, why am I doing this thing, right? Because it gets us out of our current environment where we're generally in subconscious autopilot mode. Um, you know, and this is where like we hear all those people say that you work less and, you know, I just have so much more energy and capacity, but I'm working so much less because I'm, and I, and right. So like even noticing the people that I have so many people that live here and I'm not going to be able to see them all and just trusting and not making myself wrong for it. And also not, um, carrying, if other people are upset or, you know, I'm not saying that that's happening, but just like not even letting my mind go there of the people pleasing, of feeling like I need to see all these people and squeeze all these things in and really trusting in the connections that I get to make while I'm out here and, um, and just giving that gift to myself. Right. So when, when you start to do that, you start to have so much more capacity within you and things just start to be so much more fluid. And that's so much of the conversation that Amy, Natalie, and I had. So I'm titling this Freeing, Freeing Your Feminine Frequency with Amy, Natalie. And we both um, teach very similar work. She's an embodiment and empowerment guide. And we've kind of crossed paths in various ways. I've seen her, like she's just showed up on different collaborative events and things. And she's popped up like on my social media here and there. She's got a beautiful thriving podcast called the Feminine Frequency Podcast. And she just moved to Asheville. I believe she was living in Tulum prior to that. And she shares a little bit more about her journey and her story of how she got to where she is. And I think it's fun, right? Like we haven't connected in person yet, but absolutely when I get to the area, we're going we're gonna to get together and, and connect, I imagine. And who knows, maybe there will be future collaborations in store. And, you know, she talks about how we're being, you know, those of us that are deeply connecting and tuning in and, and, you know, following the beauty way are, are feeling this deep, deep desire to connect in nature. And I feel that, and I feel that is one of the reasons why my soul is bringing me to the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I think it's so fantastic that I have so many people who are like, oh, my friend just moved to Asheville or just again, people in my community, beings in my community that have moved there and or are moving there. And just seeing the ripple of that. So yeah, we talk about, you know, feminine embodiment, authentic self-expression, following your soul calling. We talk about the shadowy, crunchy parts. We talk about wholeness. You know, she talks about the practices that she cultivates, you know, to continue on this path. And there's just so many synchronicities, which I love. Like, I just love asking these deep questions and just noticing like, oh, wow, I'm doing that too. And knowing that nobody taught me how to do this, right? I would, I would imagine nobody taught Amy how to do this. It's coming deep from within. And then, and then when you start to notice there's these like 
overlap, overarching, like overlapping synchronistic practices and inner knowings that are starting to emerge, you know, and trusting in that, like, wow, Amy and I have a very similar, you know, devotional practice. Yet I had no idea that she did. Right. And I didn't read it in a book. It was just something that started to emerge. And, and that's what's so fun about these types of connections and, and um, this universal wisdom that's pouring through at this time. So definitely check out the show notes for the ways to get in touch with Amy. This is just a beautiful conversation. And her podcast is The Bomb. And she has some amazing humans that she's interviewed. And that's called The Feminine Frequency Podcast. You can find that in the show notes. She's also got an empowered feminine morning ritual. So if you want to you know, connect with Amy there and, and, and grab this free offering. I highly encourage you to. And Soul Calling Accelerator is one of her programs. She's got several and I've put that in the show notes. And I believe that that is starting sometime this month if it hasn't started already. So I'm sure there's a way if it, if it has already started that you can get on the wait, wait list for the next round. I know she's got digital courses and things too. There's so many different ways to connect with her. And then I've also got just her website and her Instagram handle. I believe she shows up mostly on Instagram in the social media world just to connect with her a bit deeper. Um, But I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm just feeling so alive. I'm feeling so nourished. I'm feeling so on path. I've just gotten so many signs that are showing me um, that like it's going to not always going to be linear and um, most of the time it's not and and just like when i follow the impulse for example to go visit a site here in california and then the people that i meet and the conversations that i have and just like oh my gosh i needed to go to this place at this time <laughs> to have this conversation with this amazing human life starts to become so much more fun and i feel like i'm in this child like state And what's funny is for so many years of my life, I was like, oh, I can't be, I can't, I can't be, I have such a playful essence. I have such a childlike essence that I feel like that's probably why I became an engineer in my, (laughs) you know, earlier on in my life. And like, I just was like, oh, I got to be successful. Like I got to be professional. And I just shut down so much of my childlike state. And what was emerging for me recently in meditation was like, there's a vast difference between childlike and childish. And that like my childlike nature is actually one of my, one of my gifts. And, and, and also there's a maturity about me because I'm, I'm continuing to say yes, I'm continuing to evolve. I'm continuing to just have so much humility in my like fuck ups. (laughs) And, and, and I feel, um, that's where the podcast is really growing with my relatability piece of, you know, who, who I really am behind closed doors. And what's so funny is I was, I was telling a friend out here earlier this week, I'm like, gosh, I really wish I could get my, my husband on this podcast to like really ground into this is who Lindsay really is behind closed doors or like, these are the things that she's moved through because, um, I'm not afraid of, those shadowy parts of me. I'm not, um, I don't regret anything from my past. I, I don't harp on the things that I've said in the past when I was in my wounding. I've just, I've worked through so much of that. And I know that I will continue to fail forward along the way because that's what it means to be a human. And, and I, I really have this deep, deep, deep yearning to support humanity in that acceptance piece, in that 
full radical permission to to just be in a, to bask in our wholeness and what that really means and um yeah and to just allow that to wash over us and it's almost like the the gift and the magic and the in the miracles really emerges like a byproduct of of that softening of that surrendering into all right i am divine and i am a human and i'm all of it and what a gift what a gift so i cannot wait to meet amy when i move to Asheville. and like i said she's a beautiful human with a powerful story and she's brilliant at her life's work so absolutely go check out her world and please um, continue to share these episodes please continue to reach out to amy or myself let us know what lands and of course, if you haven't rate, rated and subscribed and reviewed on Apple, I would ask that you do so if it feels aligned. Um, because again, this is, this is, it's like, how do I even put it? There's no words. It's like, I know that this podcast, there's a reason for it. People need it. And um, reciprocity is so important right? So like anytime that I receive something, I'm just making sure that I'm paying it forward in various ways. Like if I feel so nourished from a podcast conversation, I'm sending that link to a friend or I'm exploring their Instagram handle or I'm, you know, signing up for something that they're doing to get into their world a bit more. If it, if it feels like that's my next step, I'm rating and reviewing. I'm providing testimonials without people asking me. Like I provide testimonials for, for um, people all the time without asking. Even if like, like I had a friend who, you know, is going through some certification right now and I just wanted to do a testimonial for her, like as a, as a, as a gift in return for receiving from her. And I think that's also one of the reasons why I've continued to evolve so quickly because it's authentic and it's real and it's like, oh wow, I gained, like I gleaned wisdom from this. Like who can I, how can I give this back to somebody else or to that person and know that everything is just in constant flow of reciprocity, giving, receiving and true harmony. So you know, that's my invitation is if you're always consuming and you're always like learning and, you know, like the more that you can give it away, it's going to help you start to access your own power and also like to, to share, like to share your own wisdom. Right. So I'm going to call you forward. Like if you're, if you're con continually just like consuming, consuming and receiving, where can you give it away? Where can you share something even if you share something that you learned from this episode, sharing it through your own lens and filter, right? Because I want to empower you. And I know this is a lot of Amy's world too, is like, you're, you're ready. You're ready right now. <laughs> you're ready to share your truth right now. Where can you start doing that in small, simple ways to start creating the, and generating the confidence to to uncover who you came here to be in this world. And that's honestly how it works. So I want to encourage you to just be intentional about what you're consuming and what you're like, right? Like if you're feeling overwhelmed, for example, right now, 
my invitation is to not read, like if you're reading a book and you're feeling overwhelmed, I would invite you to like put down the book because adding more clutter into your field, (laughs) whether it's like high consciousness clutter or not, it's still clutter. And so just this is, this is the, the refinement of like listening to where can I clear, which is why I've been really not turning on the radio much or listening to podcasts or anything on these drives because I'm noticing the subtle energetics of like, okay, having the windows down, like breathing in the air, just being more observant, being in the silence and, and noticing what emerges. So that is me calling you forward and in, in just starting to implement that in your life and, and truly watch your world transform as you do that watch you receive more, right? Because as you receive and then you give things away, you receive things back tenfold and you start to notice there's a connecting of the dots that begins to happen. You start to alchemize the shadow more. You start to magnetize the people who are meant to come into your life to collaborate and support and all of the things. And it just becomes extremely beautiful. Again, is life hard at times? Absolutely. Is it challenging? Of course. Am I in my fear? Do I lack confidence? All of these things. Do I have hardship? Yes. I was actually talking to a friend recently and they were like, you've lost a lot of people in your life that you're close to. And I'm like, yeah, I have. Um, and I've actually lost, you know, Nikki to, to a car accident. And I've actually lost um, three people to cancer um, recently. Chad's di- dad died of dementia. You know, he was diagnosed the week that Chad and I met. Actually, his father was diagnosed with early onset dementia. And through our entire relationship over the, the course of the, those five years, I, you know, I was very present to that and, and watching, watching that disease take over his, his, his body and how it impacted himself and of course his, his close family. And, and, you know, it's like, I wouldn't change any of that for the world because it cracked my heart wide open and it taught me a deeper meaning of life. And it actually taught me to live. Like it taught me to not fuck around and to just like, have regrets and to wish and hope of like, what if I did this thing? What if I took this risk? And I'm trusting in my journey there, you know, because sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, wow, I've never even lost anyone close to me. Or like, I've lost a grandparent, but I was really young. And, you know, I had a client that recently transitioned a couple months ago and from liver cancer and, and she was my age and she has a son and and just like being with her intimately through that journey. I mean, we were texting the day before she transitioned, you know, and and I feel like um, I signed up for this. Like I feel like I and, and just noticing like, of course, I grieve and I feel and I hurt like everyone else. But my relationship with death is, has shifted so much and I'm not afraid to die anymore. And I also am like. I'm not fucking around. I'm not going to live my life for other people anymore. Like there is a finitude to me, Lindsay, in this body. And I had, I don't and I wasn't planning on really going there, but you know, it's like how much longer are you willing to sit in your suffering and to worry about what other people think and to wonder what it would have, what, what would have happened if you left that partnership or professed your love to someone that you haven't or moved or started that business or left that job or, right? Like, I'm not asking you to be reckless, but like, if you have this constant drip of like questioning the job that you're in or questioning the 
the city or state that you're living or questioning the relationship or that or lack thereof, like I want you to start listening to that because there's something there. There's something there. And so when I was ready to leave corporate, I mean, it was like six months of me preparing. I didn't just leave the next day. I prepared. And this is a lot of what Amy and I talk about in the episode in terms of like the masculine chalice that holds the feminine flow within us. And, you know, you've got to take the action. You've got to move. You've got to take the risk. You've got to be bold. You've got to be courageous. And I understand that that's a tall order, which is why we need community and which is why be gentle with yourself and just start simply and let the momentum of the divine begin to carry you. So I hope you enjoy this episode on freeing your feminine frequency. Again, check out the show notes, send Amy some love. And yeah, I just want to like take a deep breath in for a moment And just like sending love to Amy, sending love to all of the beautiful beings all over the world who are tuning into this podcast. I haven't actually checked any of the new countries that people have been tuning in from, but it's pretty cool to know there are thousands tuning in from all over the globe. And some of them are countries that I haven't even heard of or I've heard of, but I have no idea where they are on the map. And it's just like, wow. And there was a moment that I thought, who am I to launch this thing? There was a moment where I thought, nobody's going to care about this. Nobody's going to listen to this. Nobody's going to be supported by this. And people are feeling supported and people are tuning in that I've never met and I may never meet. And so I just want you to send love to yourself and send love to this community of people who are doing the work, who are here and saying yes, even when it feels uncomfortable just, you know, sending this love to all of humanity, to those who are truly suffering, to those who are still operating from their wounds, from their hurt. Just like really feeling that for a moment and having that compassion, just letting go of judgment. Letting go of binary good and bad and pretty and ugly and black and white and all of that you know it's like this big thing where I keep feeling like in our diversity is actually where unity is birthed and like what a world it would be if we could just be in full acceptance of our differences and how that would shift humanity and also just really honoring our ancestors and honest honoring our parents and their parents and their parents and really just relating to like how different times were with our parents' generations and their parents' generations and the generations before that. And just giving so much grace, love, and compassion because it's such a different world that we live in now. And, you know, you can either choose to just see what the the mass media is injecting into your consciousness in terms of all the fear-based consciousness and how things are falling apart. But the way that I look at it is things are falling into place and the deep level of trust that things are being shaken up right now, <laughs> like a snow globe on this planet. And yet I know what's coming. I don't know exactly what's coming, but I know it's better. (laughs) I know it's more meaningful. I know it's more connected. I know there's more love. And that's what's allowing me to hold the faith. And also knowing that death is the ultimate rebirth. And 
I just want to go all in in this lifetime and I'm just not afraid to die. And just seeing the people in my life and even the people, you know, just people who have died that are close to me and just like helping them through these deep and meaningful conversations about what's on the other side. Because so many people are afraid to talk about death. Like so many people are afraid to have these deep conversations when their loved ones are transitioning, for example. And 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 this is where I'm like, oh, this is where I want to go. Because if I can help someone feel a little bit more at ease about what's on the other side, even though I have no idea, but I also do have, <laughs> it's like, it's like that both and like I have no idea and I know like I know what's on the other side but I'm also unattached to how it looks right like I know this isn't the end I know it because I felt it because I've seen it like I've had I just you know I've had so many visceral experiences where it's like oh wow okay direct access to god consciousness like mm, okay this shit's real like it's not I'm not reading this in a book I'm not hearing this in a sermon (laughs) like this is direct access feeling state that we all have the potential to access and what a world that would look like if we were actually operating from the goodness of our hearts not to go to quote unquote heaven like I'm going to do this thing in order to like what if we just do this thing because it's inherently in our nature and create heaven on earth in that way. Well, I was not planning on going on this soapbox, but these are the things that keep me up at night. Just kidding. They don't keep me up at night, but these are the things that I contemplate on a regular basis. And um, and so just like letting go of shame of, of the fear that people have that are imbibed in them right now and and also the wounding and the traumas and the, and the isolation, like this is the most connected we are as a collective of 7 billion people on the planet, yet this is the most isolated that we feel. You know, why is that? right? Because there's so much numbing and coping and all of these things to alleviate the pain pain and the suffering when all we're being asked to do is just to feel again. And this is my work is like, that's the first step that I teach people what to do. It's like, okay, we got to start with feeling. We got to start with softening and opening to what, to, to the hurt, to let that alchemize into something more beautiful. So you know, through this work, I just, I, I feel for people. Like I really, truly feel for people who are suffering and who are in, in their patterns and right. We're either revolving or we're evolving, right. Revolving, revolving door. We're either doing the same things over and over again. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, and this is what it means to be a paradigm shifter, like going first, breaking the circuitry, showing people what's possible. Like I inherently am not afraid anymore to be alive. I'm not afraid to be a human. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of the devastation that's happening on this planet. And I'm doing something about it in my own way, right? Like I'm not putting pressure on myself that I need to save the world. I'm like, okay, I just get to keep looking at myself and healing myself and sharing and being honest and being open and and sharing my truth. And that's it. That's all that I get to do. And imagine if we all stopped being at war with ourselves and we all were in our authentic self-expression and in our hearts, like what would that do? We wouldn't have all this devastation. It would eventually dissolve. And so I'm showing people that path and I'm trusting in that path. And that's why things are dissolving and dismantling and trusting in that, trusting, trusting, trusting in 
this is not falling apart. This is falling into place. This is not falling apart. This is falling into place. Recalibrating and, and really building a new foundation. So thank you for listening to my TED talk on human consciousness. <laughs> I promise my conversation with Amy, it still goes deep, but it's, it's light. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you for tuning in and for those of you who send me beautiful love notes, even on a regular basis and, and thank me for sharing my heart. It really does um, support me in continuing on this path. So thank you. And, and you know who you are. All right. Much love. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Soul Shine Radio. I have the lovely Amy Natalie here. You want to say hello to our beloved community for a moment? Hello, lovelies. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Feeling really grateful and inspired today. So excited to see what comes through. Yes. And Amy, you're an empowerment coach and a feminine embodiment guide with almost 10 years of coaching experience. And I know that you specialize in helping women emerge as their most authentic, confident, and successful version of themselves. Very similar to what I do, yet we have our own unique experiences, life experiences, our own unique medicine. So yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hear out of your mouth who you be in the world and, and how you serve during this time. Mm, yeah, well, this time that we're living in is the great feminine awakening right now, the time of the feminine rising in all beings, not just in women, but in the planet, in this realm of awakening of consciousness. And I feel really blessed to be living in this time where we as beings have the freedom to express ourselves, to follow our own paths, to create our own realities. And that hasn't always been the case. And so I feel really honored to be leading from an embodied place, really taking the wisdom that I've learned through my own physical healing experiences from my own emotional and mental health experiences, as well as my life experiences and infusing that among, infusing that along with my own, my own natural gifts and the things that light me up the most and being able to be in service and really to support women to find their own power, to find their own voice, to find their own expression, to be who they truly came here to be, not to be who everyone else and who the world wants them to be, which usually is a much more limited version, a much more fear-based, self-conscious, you know, version of ourselves and really where our light is not shining. And Ultimately, what that results in, and in my experience, is chronic health issues, chronic depression, chronic anxiety, chronic digestive issues, in my case, chronic skin issues, because internally I was really struggling and I was out of alignment with my own soul and who I came here to be. And my life was reflecting that. You know, I was in surface level relationships. I was not, you know, I had a coaching business, but I wasn't successful. I was, playing small. I wasn't like being seen. I was wearing clothes that didn't really represent who I was and didn't really have me feel like I was shining or like I was radiant. I wasn't really living a life of passion and where I was surrounded by inspiring people. I was really living this kind of dulled down version of myself because I was afraid of what other people would think. And I didn't really believe in myself. And so yeah, this inner healing journey that I've been on has been really the catalyst and the inspiration for the work that I do with other women and 
there is nothing more fulfilling or rewarding for me than watching other women transform right behind, right before my eyes, like seeing the transformation, not just on a surface level where, where, I don't know, maybe they make more money or maybe they, you know, like make these small shifts, but like deep transformation of who they are and seeing that come to life is really what lights me up. Mm, Yeah. So many Mm -hmm. synchronicities there. And, you know, I feel like this is what service work is. It's like from that deep healing journey is like that the byproduct of that is the service work. And so whenever people ask me what their purpose is, I'm like, your purpose emerges as a byproduct of you saying yes. And that's what I'm hearing from you. So my question to you is, was, I love to ask this question. Was there like a huge catalyst moment where you were like on the floor and just in deep surrender? Or was it like this slow whisper, this slow nudge where something wasn't right? Or maybe was it a combination of both for those listening that may not be quite there yet? And just trying to just get a grasp of like, how do I listen to this? What do I do with this information? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super powerful question. And it was both for sure. I struggled for years with both, yeah, my physical health. And then also at the time, you know, and I was 25, I was married and I was living a really, you know, beautiful life on the outside. We owned a house, we had a dog, we had all the things externally that one would want. And I was really struggling inside. I was really miserable. I was, you know, constantly criticizing myself, but also feeling like, why can't I just be happy? Everything is, you know, I've reached all these accolades that we're supposed to reach as human beings, and I'm still not happy. Like, what's wrong with me? And so, yeah, there was a, a big internal struggle within my marriage, within myself. You know, we weren't, we, there wasn't like fighting or there wasn't anything toxic happening. It was just this like really deep knowing that the life that I was living, there was something off. And so I struggled with that for a long time. And I really love that you use the word surrender because I did have a really deep surrender moment. And I actually have a tattoo on my body that says surrender because since that moment, there have been many opportunities Mm -hmm. for me to surrender. And for me, what surrender is, is like letting go of control. It is really believing that there is a greater plan, that there is a higher power and that I'm being guided and really surrendering my own fears surrounding my own plan or this like control that I have of how I think things should be and really opening to the divine opening to greater wisdom. And so, you know, sitting in, in my bathtub, sobbing, feeling, you know, exhausted, like so tired of my own bullshit, like so tired of complaining, so tired of feeling stuck, so tired of having these negative thoughts, these this depression, like just so exhausted. And I had, I had really exhausted all of my options. I had been to therapists. I had, you know, read all the books, the podcasts, I had been doing all these things. And it really was this moment where I was sitting in the bathroom. It was the first time I ever prayed. It was the first time where I ever was like, okay, like I, I can't keep going like this anymore. Like something has to change and I need help. And I'm here and I'm ready for help. Like, please show me the signs. Please show me the way. And I wouldn't say overnight things changed, but very quickly I started to see signs and synchronicities. 
at that time I had started meditating on a regular basis because, and that was out of necessity. Like I had, I had meditated before, but never consistently. And I had done yoga before, but never consistently. And there I was like in this place where I'm waking up at 4.30 AM with anxiety, my heart's like beating out of my chest, feeling so confused and so lost and so overwhelmed. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go meditate. So from that place, really starting to hear my inner voice get louder and really listening, like truly listening. I had known my truth for a long time, but I was denying it and I wasn't actually listening or taking action on that truth, which is why I was feeling so stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is a completely different life experience, but the same resonance, the same feeling. And that's what I love asking this question, these, these questions of like, when was it, how did it feel? Like, do you remember that? Was it like this catapulting moment or was it the slow drip? And usually it is both. Cause we don't listen, right. It's like, okay, this is louder. And then it's like, usually a debilitating puddle on the floor, sobbing in the bath, like deep rooted anxiety, depression, whatever else that is then that's it. It's right. Like it's that rock bottom before the spiritual awakening happens. And it's the same for everyone. And my wish and prayer for the world is to support humanity and not waiting till it gets that rock bottom. Because, you know, I always say like, once, once we have the momentum of the divine, right. Supporting us, like it's so much harder to start anything. The first step is always the hardest because we have the whole weight of like inertia of just stuckness, just holding us back. and. It's just so interesting, like the programming that we all carry, the conditioning, right? The social constructs. And one thing that emerged when you were talking about your relationship with your ex-husband was this is the level of listening that's required because we have so much programming that we need to do it this way. We need to get a, go to college and get married and have the babies and get this job and have the 401k. And so it may not necessarily like what you're showing me in this community is it may not look like anything's really wrong, but it's just what we do when society says, this is the age that you're supposed to do this. This is what your life's going to look like. This is when you get the house. And so I don't know if there's anything that you want to add to that, right? Because that's the level of trust and deep listening that it takes because sometimes it appears to the ego, to the mind, to the people in our life, even to our own selves, like nothing's really that wrong. Like, do I want to leave? And kudos to you for listening because so many people continue to stay stuck in that perpetual hamster wheel. So I'll I'll bring it back over to you if there's anything you want to add to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is easy to settle, quote unquote, easy in your comfort zone and to stay in your comfort zone. But the only thing more painful than staying in your comfort zone is leaving, is making that leap. And that's, I guess I would say that's the only thing that's more scary. In time, the pain of staying in a situation that's out of alignment with your soul unless you're like numbing out all the time, like with food, which I was doing or with alcohol or with drugs or whatever, like you might be able to sustain that for a little bit longer, but that voice is just going to keep getting louder. And eventually that voice of like, you're not listening is going to get louder than the fear of taking action. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And everyone's timeline of how long they're in that space is different. And it's interesting that you shared like your prayers for people to not get to that place. And in some ways, and, and Rebecca Campbell, who's one of my favorite authors, she, she talks about in her book, Light is the New Black, she has a whole poem. And it's one of my favorites where it's like, I pray that you hit rock bottom so that you crack open and let the light shine through. And this is how we grow as souls through these deeper, darker experiences where we question everything, where we have to go through these ego deaths. I'm like, I wish that it didn't have to be that way. Similar to you, I'm like, yeah, let's like have the tools and use all the resources and like, let's not get there. And can we actually like embrace those, those messy bits and embrace that darkness because it does illuminate so much for us. And can we learn how to like traverse the darkness with more grace and more ease? And can we do that faster so that we don't stay stuck there? Like that's the work that I'm looking at with what I like to call emotional alchemy and embodiment work is like, okay, yeah, life is going to bring up triggers. It's going to bring up, uh, it's going to bring up intensity. It's going to bring up trauma. It's going to bring all these things. And it's like, how can we be with that from an empowered place versus letting it take over and us kind of be a, a victim to our emotions or a victim to our circumstances. It's like, let's be empowered in this experience that that life is, which is not always butterflies and rainbows, no matter how much work you've done, there's always more lessons that life will like yeah. kind of slap you on the ass with. <laughs> Love that slap you on the ass yeah. with. And I, this is the refinement of this conversation that I love because what you're speaking to is this, to me, it's, it's the suffering of the, of the comfort, like the comfort and the resistance is what creates the suffering. And the temporary pain is what happens when we surrender into the shadow, into the darkness, into the evolutionary initiation that we will continue to have in this incarnation, right? Because like you said, if we're not having those, we're not growing. So I love, right? When I'm in it, I don't love it, but I know that it means that there's something big coming on the other side. And that surrender piece that's tattooed on you, right? As that reminder is like, Yes, it's painful to make the shift. Yes, it's uncomfortable to hurt somebody, right? Like an ex, like a partner or right now I'm moving and I'm so excited. And there's parts of me that are dying, that are like Mm. grieving this life that I used to live and the emotions that I'm feeling right now of like, this is who I was. Like, I will never be the same person when I make this jump and I'm excited and also equally scared shitless. And can I, like you said, welcome that and get curious about that and give myself grace when I'm still in the bath for five hours crying and questioning this decision. And so this is where I know our work is very similar, right? It's in the wholeness piece. It's in the acceptance. It's in the surrender, which I believe opens us up and and alleviates that resistance to, yes, you're going to feel pain. Of course, that's what it means to be a human. They're here to guide us. And then what do we do with that pain? So that is what I'm hearing from you. And this is what I feel I didn't understand. I'm curious to know if you understood it because we're modeled, right? When you have the house and when you have the money, when you have the family, you're going to feel different. And we see this in Hollywood all the time. People who have quote unquote everything. And what happens? Depression, anxiety, suicide divorce, right? Like 
I love that the public is starting, right, to be more vocal about, I literally have it all on paper and I still don't feel whole. I still don't love myself. And I would love to segue into being seen and visible because this is why I started the podcast. This is why it's that same piece of like the pain of posting something. And I see you, which you should follow, Amy. What's your what's your Instagram handle again? It's at Amy Natalie Co. I'm like all fired up over here. I'm like, go follow <laughs> Amy because I think you just posted something recently about imposter syndrome when you were interviewing someone on a podcast as my, my plumeria just fell from my walk. And when you share pieces of you, like, you know, now you're talking more about the dark feminine and just sharing yourself, moving your body publicly online. I remember the first time I shared an embodiment reel, I was like empowered and I did it. And then I was like, And then like, who's going to see that? And what are people going to think? And then over time, as I moved the energy and I fell and I was like, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then I'm like, I'm free because I'm not hiding anymore. Like, this is me. And then what happens? People start to resonate and people start to feel it. And people start to thank us. Of course, we get people who project and don't understand But the people who are waiting for this, who are waiting to receive this medicine, who are waiting to have somebody show them what it means to feel liberated and to keep saying yes to that. So I would love to know, like, just your journey with being visible. And do you, it sounds like you do, right? That's the human experience. Every time we up level, it's like, oh shit, am I worthy? Oh shit. Who am I? Oh shit. What are people going to think? And I think it's a really important topic because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing like 99% of the time. And I love that now because it's like, I get to be who I am and I get to change my mind. And as long as I'm showing up and doing my best and leading with my heart, then I know all is well in the world. So Mm -hmm. drop some, uh, wisdom nuggets on any and all of those topics. Yeah. Well, I feel like the piece that you just shared about freedom is what comes to mind is like the liberation. And it's like the reason why we often don't express ourselves. The reason why we don't put ourselves out there is because we're so afraid of what other people are going to think of us. And the truth is people are going to think what they're going to think, whether you're being your authentic self or whether you're wearing masks and you're like, hiding and not being true to who you are. So it's like, would you rather be judged for who you are authentically and at least be free and be expressed and be making an impact in the world and like not being in that space of worrying all the time or what is everyone going to think about me, right? And like suppressing who you really are. Would you rather be judged for that? Or would you rather be judged for like the the version of you that's trying to have it all together and be perfect all the time. And my choice is always liberation and freedom. And it definitely was a process to getting there. And embodiment is what really helped me to liberate my expression. And I went through a 10 month certification embodiment certification where I really went deep into my own embodiment practice and then learned how to teach a feminine movement practice for other women to tap into their own sensuality, their own power, their own expression. And at the beginning of that training, I remember saying to my, my coach or my, my mentor at the time, you know, like, 
I know what embodiment is conceptually, but like, what if I don't actually get it? Like, what if I never get there because it felt so far away and I would see other women who were so embodied and I knew that I wanted that. It felt like so magnetic for me to witness these other women. Right. And then I was like, I want that, but like, I feel so far away from that. And so it was interesting being at the beginning of that journey and to see where I am now, like I was terrified to even in my small group of eight to 10 women who were in this embodiment certification, like I was terrified to even post in our private group, a video for a long time. And then I leaned into that and then I leaned into, okay, I'm going to share little bits of embodiment online. And the fear that I had, there were a few different fears that I had is what if this looks stupid? What if people think that I'm being too sexual? What if people think that I want to get attention? right? Um, What if they think that I'm too into myself? What if they think this is weird? What if this triggers other people? Like those are just some of the thoughts that were circulating in my space. And you're right. We're always reaching new edges. So for the most part, when I post online, that stuff doesn't circulate for me anymore. I've had some huge breakthroughs in that and showing up consistently online like that feels really good for me. And I'm always pushing my own edges whenever I go through a challenge or whenever I go through a spiritual expansion or I'm learning something new about myself or becoming a new version of myself. It always feels vulnerable. It is vulnerable. It's one of the most vulnerable things that you can do is allowing yourself to be seen. And you're like, here I am for myself, take it or leave it. Some people are not going to like it. Some people are going to talk shit. Some people are going to like follow you for forever and not say anything and just like be a lurker on the sidelines. Like it's, it is vulnerable. And like, I wouldn't have it any other way because there is so much liberation and the permission that it gives to other women is so fulfilling. It's like, Mm. you know, I had to see other women being in their pleasure, being in their power, being in their expression for me to know that that was possible for me. Right. Because I didn't have examples or role models of that in my life. And so now I get to be that and we get to be that for others and we are liberating each other. So when you show up and when everyone who's listening shows up as their authentic self, speaks their truth, does something that's kind of out of like the good girl box of how you're supposed to look and behave, you show other women, oh, I don't need to be that way. I can be myself. And that's how we are like walking each other home. We're rising together. We're being examples for one another of what's possible. Yeah. And there's a level of relatability. And, and I, I say this all the time because I, I see multiple across multiple arenas of leadership, this facade that like, once you get here, you've you're here and you're enlightened and you figured it out and you have no dark moments ever again. And it's obviously complete and utter BS. And this is to me, the feminine, right? Like this is going to the core, the darkness, the center and feeling it right. And meeting all of those parts of ourselves that we've stuffed down, that we've avoided through whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, society is feeding to us in that moment. And, and it's the same, like, it's like, nobody can do this journey for us. Like we've got to do it ourselves. And yet we've got to do it together because it's scary at first. And I know the liberated feeling for me was once I started to be myself, right? I have my parents are on Instagram, right? My in-laws are all over Facebook. And 
once I started to hit that edge and really open up about my spirituality, I had a deep rooted fear of just sharing my practices, who I am, my devotion, what I believe in. There's this level of like, oh, wait, I can share what I believe in. And I'm not asking anyone to believe it too. (laughs) You know, I'm just sharing what's working for me. And then when I started to be myself online and I'm like, okay, now the people in my world, in my neighborhood, in my family, where I live, know this is me and they're going to get me all the time. Doesn't mean I give all parts of myself away. Doesn't mean I have to divulge every little secret, but that I don't have to hide anymore. That's when I really started to anchor in, in my body, like, oh, wow, there is so much capacity here to feel. And I, again, I have this deep desire to serve women during this time. I'm very curious because I want to circle back, right? You and I both primarily work with those who identify as women, yet we obviously know that feminine and masculine poles are carried within all humans, all beings. If you want to kind of maybe dive into like what feminine embodiment means to you, why you feel this call to work with women, why at least I believe it's necessary at this time to kind of come back in harmony, which is why I feel so called to work with women because of the masculine paradigm that we're currently in and breaking through yet eventually, right. It's going to be a very different world that we live in. So I'd love for you to just, you know, drop whatever's coming through around any of those topics. Mm, Yeah. Well, I'm currently writing a book on this. So there's plenty, there's like a a whole, whole body of work that like is here. And it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And yeah, I think as you mentioned, like we've been living in a highly patriarchal masculine paradigm for so long and the feminine has been starving. It's been suppressed. It has been repressed and it is resulting in chronic health and mental health issues, physical health issues, like I mentioned earlier. And like the, the essence of the feminine is aliveness, it's radiance, it's truth, it's uh, intuition, it's flow. And we've been missing a lot of that. We've been missing even our cyclical nature as feminine beings, where we've been so linear trying to get to the next goal, doing, you know, overachieving, overgiving. And we forgot about this necessity for rest, for recovery, for nourishment, right? And so we're being called back to this in a big way, not just on an individual and a collective level, but like our planet is being is calling us back to coming to coming into right way, coming into a new way of being. And one of the reasons why I love working with women so much is because like when we are in our essence, when we're in our radiance, when we're we're being our authentic self, it really is activating not just for women, but also for men. And yeah, this piece around feminine leadership is really about heart-centered leadership. And we know, like there's studies that show that when women have, you know, power, they do really good things with it most of the time. Not all women. But, you know, we're focused on children, we're focused on healing, we're focused on community, we're focused on nourishment, right? And the world needs a lot more of that. And that's not to say that men can't do that because feminine 
aspects in men are coming online too, where there's more, more vulnerability, where there's more intimacy, there's more transparency that's happening, men being more in touch with their emotions. It is happening. Um, and I feel really excited to be a woman during this time and excited to see like women are oracles. Women are, you know, have really deep psychic and intuitive gifts healing gifts. And that's a lot of what the world needs right now too. So I feel really excited about, yeah, this, this aspect of empowering women to share their gifts so that they can contribute to the collective in a way that's really needed right now. Mm. Well, I can't wait to read your book. And I know you don't know too much of my journey, which by the way, Amy lives in Asheville. So it's fun that I'm like, telling people my plans. I've been feeling the Blue Ridge Mountains for several years. And now all of these beautiful beings are just all kind of coming to this ley line for some particular reason that who knows what the world is going to to bring with us all. So I'm just excited that I have a new friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> a new old friend. And I, I love this topic because I had hormone issues. I was told I wouldn't be able to conceive a child at the time. Like my, my progesterone levels were so low. I had cystic acne, painful periods. I was on all these medications and it was meeting my husband and getting engaged that that was, that was the pivotal moment after years of just like, give me the quick fix, right? Cause that's what we're modeled. Fix, fix, fix. Have somebody outside of myself tell me like a doctor or a parent or whatever, how I'm supposed to feel. And it was this moment kind of like you, where I finally was like, I can do this. Like I I'm done. Like I've exhausted all options. Like you said you did, and I'm going to try it my way. And it was six months medication free ever since I was like, I'm healed. Thought that that was the end of my journey. And then a lot of like visceral experiences started happening with my body energetically, emotionally, spiritually. And I was just like, Oh wow. And that also catapulted me into a whole new level of who am I? whoa, what is happening? I felt isolated. I felt like I couldn't be myself. So everything that you're sharing around like authentic self-expression, right? Service work, deep soul calling, tapping in to our bodies. Like if we're not in our bodies, like we're here on planet earth. If we're not in our bodies, we are absolutely not going to be able to connect to our higher purpose not be able to magnetize and cultivate relationships, not be able to do the work that gets to light us up, you know? And so they're all interrelated. And so do you have any advice for somebody who's just like done listening to everybody else, right? Like these conversations here on this podcast, for example, it's like, not meant for you to just take everything and take all these notes and implement all of the things. It's like, can you take a deep breath and just say like, what is it that Amy's expressing that resonates, that lands that I can feel relatability with, that I can just soften into like, what's next? Kind of like what you did. Okay, God, if you're there, if you exist, goddess, Allah, (laughs) Jesus, Mother Mary, Buddha, whoever you pray to, like just starting to be like, this isn't working. So I'm open to a miracle. So do you recommend that? Do you recommend anything else? Do you recommend like, what is a first step? Like I have my tools and practices to help people learn to connect with their breath, connect to their bodies. But 
maybe just to start something small, because I think that's also what we're modeled is like, we have all these books that tell us how to be a morning person and right, like how to create structure and how to do all these things and how to create devotional practices that it starts to get overwhelming and then people stop. So I love like the practical mini micro dose of like, what does Amy Natalie do behind closed doors when she's like traveling, when she's feeling tired, when she's in the middle of a launch to help her reconnect to her body? Mm, Yeah, totally relate to that. Like laundry list checklist of all the things that you should be doing as a spiritual being, you know, to, to raise your vibe and all of that. Yeah. I really, I, I always like to share things in the realm of like, both like the masculine and feminine. So like it is helpful to have structure so that you have some type of container for your practices. And there's so much research about having a morning ritual. You know, that's not accessible for everyone who has kids who, you know, there are certain things they might not be able to do that. But my recommendation is to have some type of morning practice where you are taking time to connect with yourself. What you do during that time is really intuitive and up to you. So some mornings I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, my body feel, I always like put my hands on my body when I wake up. So doing a check-in, right? Taking a deep breath. Okay. How's my mind feeling today? How's my body feeling? Like, what do I really need right now? And asking yourself the question, what do I need right now? And some days that's movement, like putting on a song and starting to move my body intuitively and starting to stretch and wake up the body. Some days it's sitting in meditation. Some days it's going outside in nature for a walk, right? And some days it's breath work. Some days it's pulling Oracle cards. It's really not like a prescribed thing. And I always do something for my own practices. And usually it's movement body-based, at least some type of stretching and movement and some type of seated quiet where I'm actually tuning in and listening. So if you really want to, you know, be living more in your truth and you really want to be listening, we have to create space for that. And that's how we cultivate a deeper spiritual connection is by slowing down and tuning in and checking in with our body, with our breath and creating that space to listen. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. really my top, my first recommendation and Yeah, I think especially I know that you said you're moving to Asheville. I felt really drawn to the mountains as well. And I think a lot of us are being called to deeper connection with nature. And we learn so much about ourselves and our nervous systems right now really need that. We need to be in nature. Our nervous systems are so overstimulated from social media and from technology and from just the busyness of life. And like, we need that space to tune in, to breathe fresh air, to be with the trees, to feel like the earth beneath our feet, to lay on the earth. Like that is some deep feminine wisdom that's coming back. And that that is going to help us to realign our energy and our nervous systems so that we have capacity for all the things that, that we need to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. I mean, those are my top two as Well, and you know, this is where it's like, this is universal intelligence that is starting to pour through people, beings like you and I, right. Who decided to say yes and claim it, right. This isn't like we just read this in a book. I, whenever somebody invites me onto a show or a summit or a podcast and people ask me a similar question, it's like, close your eyes, put your hands on your body and ask, what do I need? It's the same because 
that's what I do because there's so much external stuff, right? We have emails and dings and we have all of these things that are asking for our attention that a lot of times it's not even ours, what we're feeling. A lot of times it's like, why am I even wanting to make this decision right now? And I love that you talk about the movement into the stillness because it's really hard to get still when you're first starting this journey because of the overstimulation, because there's a culturally we were not shown to create space. And I love that the feminine, right? Like it's like, that's the life force. That's the creation. Like that helps move the energy and the stillness is required. Like you said, for the deep psychic connection, the deep spiritual feeling like that feeling that knowing when messages come through after my practice and I'm just sitting with myself, I know to trust it now because I'm connected and I'm in presence. And when I'm in presence, I know that it's true. And that's just like a a muscle to, to flex and to practice. So Amy and I, right, we, we've crossed paths in various ways, but we are not intimately connected yet with each other's worlds and body of work yet this is the same. So, so trust that, like, just ask the question and then start small, right? Like we're not asking you to do this huge devotional practice, but the more that you can create the sacredness throughout your day, just before this, I went outside, I took my shoes off. I did a little walking meditation because I was on my computer before this. And I knew that if I just kept going, that I wouldn't be able to serve in the way that I know that I'm here to serve for in in that capacity. So I just think it's always really fun when there's these universal messages of like going back to the cycles and seasons, the rhythms of our bodies, the rhythms of this planet, the rhythms of the cosmos. There's a reason why everything's cyclical. And for me, it was through my hormone journey. Like I started cycle syncing because literally I was like, well, I'm going to figure out how to do this on my own. And I just read every book there was on understanding my cycle. And then it opened up a whole can of worms of indigenous cultures and what women have been doing and gathering for since the beginning of time to connect, to listen in. And then, like you said, to, to, to be the divine in action once we're in that space. So I would love to know what, what do you got cooking up in your world? I think you're, you said you're in the middle of launching something related to soul calling, perhaps you want to share with our community a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I've seen over the years, I've worked with women in many different capacities and what I've seen, especially for women who are on a spiritual path is there comes a time where we we start to recognize like, okay, I've done a lot of my own inner work and now I actually have capacity and a desire to do something that's really fulfilling and that I'm passionate about. And I want to give back. I want other people to, you know, be able to share their creativity. I want other people to heal their bodies. I want to offer something from my soul to humanity. And the journey to getting clear on that is one piece. It's like, oh, I'm passionate about all these things, but then like, how do I get clear on what exactly what that looks like and how to move forward? And the second piece of that is even if you're clear, whenever you're stepping into your purpose, all of your inner child wounds are going to come to the surface. All of your subconscious fears, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of being unworthy, um, being unlovable, all of these deeper fears 
are going to come to the surface because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're putting yourself out there. You're starting something new. Of course, these things are going to come up. And that is what I like. It's like an advanced spiritual development course to start your own business or to be an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, we're, we're really being asked to go deeper into our own healing to be in service. And so it not only helps us to grow and evolve, but then we're also showing up for others. So yeah, I feel like right now there are so many women on the planet who are ready to share their spiritual gifts and they feel like they're getting in their own way. And that's really what Soul Calling Accelerator, which is my 12-week group coaching program, that's what it's designed to do. We do deep energetic work, deep mindset work, deep soul work, and then also the business and practical strategy of, okay, what are the actual steps that I need to take? to get clear? What are the action steps that I need to take to put myself out there? So it's a really holistic program. And I, I like to say like my embodiment of my masculine and feminine comes out in my programs. I'm, you know, very nurturing and compassionate and loving, but I'm also very direct and organized and will hold you accountable to what you say that your vision is. So that's soul calling accelerator starting in May and Yes. There's 12 spots. There's already some women who have joined and it's a really intimate, beautiful, personal growth container. And that's what we have coming up. Mm, I love that. We'll definitely make sure we put that in the show notes. And again, like my next level of my work was birthed after taking so many women through the embodiment piece. Like for me, it was really teaching people how to feel again, teaching women, like how to connect, how to feel, how to tap into their energy bodies, how to open up to their gifts, how to open up, how to connect with source. Right. And what happens is once all that density is cleared, then it's like, Ooh, what do I get to like bring into form? I never thought I would actually be supporting women and said in starting businesses. I've never felt that call. But now that I'm here and now that I'm in this space where women are coming to me, I'm like, okay, I see it now. I would never call myself a business coach at least right now, but what I'm what I'm excited about is seeing women once they're clear, once their vessel is clear, once they're connected, it's like are you calling in a relationship? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to start a business? Like, what is it that you're birthing now that you've cleared your space? And I love that you're sharing that same piece. Like, this is what it means to be so intuitively guided in your business. I love that it's so many synchronicities in how we're showing up, how we're serving, and how we let the journeys of our lives and how we connect to our devotional practice and service show us what's next. Like, this is how you discover your purpose. You literally just show up and you practice and you experiment and you serve. And then you start to watch your clients blossom. And then it's like, oh, this is the new level of consciousness that we're playing at right now. Now, what do we get to do with that? So definitely check out Amy's soul calling. Is it soul calling accelerator is the name? Yeah. And 12 weeks, my journey, like my program is nine months for this. It's like a full, it's called rebirth. This is for you. This is where this is the level of leadership. This is what it means to not be in scarcity. Like this is what it means to be in collaboration and connection. If you feel a connection with Amy, if you're like nine months feels like a lot, but I can do 12 weeks, 12 weeks feels good. This feet, right? This is how you start to trust yourselves. Like, 
what does your timeline look like? Who are you resonating with? What is it really that you're wanting to bring into form as we're literally in spring equinox time, eclipse portal time, Aquarian age time, right? Like bringing all of that into the fruition. Like this is the rebirth process. This is the new business process. This is what is the service work that you came here to do? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm excited to check it out. I'm excited to, uh, I know you do some in-person work, I believe in Asheville a bit too. So I'm excited to check that out as well. Is there anything else you want to share that could support our community? Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah. I mean, the best resource I can offer is the Feminine Frequency Podcast. It's got, you know, three years worth of my work and having incredible guests on deep, beautiful, spiritual conversations, women who listen, reach out all the time, sharing like they're having, you know, transformations by tuning in to the podcast. So please head on over to the podcast. That's a really great place to start. And then when you're over there, I also have a free morning ritual. So today I talked about like tapping into the body, tapping into the breath, sitting still and listening. I have a guided morning ritual. I can send you the link for that too. Um, so if you want, you know, some guidance on where to go with your morning ritual, it's a, a beautiful practice that, that I created for you. So I'd love to share that. Beautiful. Yeah. So we'll drop in the show notes, all the ways to connect with beautiful Amy. Thank you so much for your light, for your courage, for your vulnerability. And for, you know, just showing up as your authentic self and giving others permission to do the same. I appreciate Mm. you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right, lovies. We will catch you for another episode of Soul Shine Radio next week. Blessings. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.